Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew. This is for, I guess we're doing this on Friday now, November 8th, 2019. Uh, on today's show, we got the return of Jimmy H., Jimmy the Tooth, coming back to Jeopardy. I've been having a depressed week, and uh, also in big news, uh, the NRA's trying to sell guns and fucking... Oh, shit. I got the motherfucker. <laughs> I totally missed my intro and turned turn the speakers on. Oh, no. Uh, hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew. This is for Thursday, Friday, November 8th, 7th, November 8th, uh, 2019. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Did you go to today? Did you fucking get down to the Drake and go to Beverly? You see the pickled egg man in your mouth. The pickled egg man at the Drake in your mouth. Hi, thanks a lot for tuning in. Um, yeah, right off the top, I want to shout out to my motherfucking Patreons, John, Greg, Isaac, Joel, Mike, Brace, and the motherfucking Street Demons, Brees and Bubba, Marnus, PG, Calm, 118, Brothers Grimm. How's it going, everybody? I, I, did you have a good week? Are you having a good week? I hope you're having a good week. Let's start with, how was my week? Ah, good. So, um, I've been having an okay week. Honestly, a little bit depressed this week. Um, not sure why I submitted my album for the Junos and it was disqualified because it was two weeks out of the uh, application date. So, that sucks. Um, also, I tried baking two loaves of bread and they both fucking overproofed. And I did. they fucking both died before I could even put them in the oven. That was frustrating, and uh, you know, I've been going on auditions lots lately, lots of auditions coming down the pipe, lots of movie auditions, uh, no callbacks, uh, <laughs> just been sending out a lot of emails for trying to get booked for January, February, not a lot of fucking stuff coming back, I don't know man, I'm starting to look at radio school maybe, <laughs> this happens to me like once every six to eight months, I'll just fucking... Just get wildly depressed about the prospects of my future and, and uh, you know, just start bumming myself out about all the stuff that I haven't accomplished yet or the stuff that I want to accomplish and reconciling with the fact that I might not be good enough to accomplish what I want to accomplish. Um, that's a hard thing, man, in life, uh, you know, when you when you start to come to the realization that, you know, you're going to have to start working within your limitations and those limitations might not provide you with the outcome that you were expecting, um, which <laughs> which is hard, man. Um, you know, and I know this isn't unique to me. This is everybody has this feeling, you know, like, what am I going to do with my life? What am I supposed to do with my life? Um, am I doing the right thing with my life? You know, um, it's hard to decide all that stuff, you know, so I've just been wrestling with that lately. Like stand up is fun and it's hard. And it's good, and it is why I was born, uh, you know. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, there's just, there's not a lot of fucking, it's hard to make a stable living. And if you want to make a stable living, you kind of got to be gone all the time, which sucks. Um, and uh, you're kind of at the mercy of, of uh, you know, at, uh, at the mercy of the next gig, you know, so, um, it's been, it's hard, it's not like I'm, ah, what am I having trouble with, the biggest thing that I'm having trouble with is just the prospects of, of, of the future, and I just want to be able to not relax, but I just want to be able to know that I'll be in a, in a place of, 
of, uh, you know, unlimited financial security and not in terms of unlimited money, but just that, you know, the the same stability that one would get from having a full time job, you know, that they uh, that they relatively enjoy, you know, Um so I don't know. I'm not having second thoughts about about my career path. It's obviously you know what I was born to do, and and uh, and I uh, wouldn't trade you know a day of my life for uh, you know a hundred days or a hundred years of my life for a day in the life of anybody else's. But that being said, it's just hard, man, um, to try to figure out you know where am I going to go from here? I've been doing this for so long. I've been spinning my tires. I haven't got the traction. I've seen other people in my industry who I've worked with get the sort of traction that I'm looking for. Um, and and you know you should never look at someone else's bowl. The only time you should look at someone else's bowl is to see if they have enough to eat. You know. Uh, but it's still hard. It's like when do you stop? Uh, when do you start realizing that uh, you know? Am I just doing this? Cause I love it and, and it's going to be hard to, you know, to make a full-time career out of it. You know, I imagine that people who are musicians go through the same thing. I imagine the people who are any sort of artist, any sort of independent entrepreneurs go through the same thing. Cause it is very tempting to just want to fucking say, fuck it, you know, and just lock into some job and just make your paper and hope that you do, you know, move up the ranks and, and, you know, you're relatively, it's okay. You, you know, you enjoy it enough and, and you can kind of unplug when you get home and, and just do, you know, live your four hours, five hours of your life after work before bedtime and just do whatever you want there, man. But I don't want to just wait for fucking death. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like it's like if you find that job and you're like, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I like my job. It's good. I find, you know, we help people or whatever the fuck. And then you get home at like six or whatever. And then you got to go to bed at like 10, 30, 11. So you got your fucking four or five hours. I don't want to just have like, you know, everybody's working for the weekend and then my fucking four or five hours at night and then, you know, just hopefully I can retire before 65 and then, uh, you know, travel the world. I don't know what the fucking plan is, man. I don't know. I'm kind of hoping for like a nice early death. (laughs) Not anything by my own hand or anything, but just some nice fucking premature accident. You know, Because the newspaper articles, man, oh, what could have been rather than, you know, oh, fuck, you know, he certainly tried hard, but never really got there. (laughs) You want to die, right? But you don't want to die after it's all been, you know, calculated. You want to fucking right before on the precipice like fucking Selena, buddy, you know, (laughs) or fucking uh, Jim Morrison or some shit like that. Jimi Hendrix. I don't know, man. So I've just been wrangling with fucking that because um, I don't want to because I want to be self fucking I want to be a self self man. You know, I want to be a self man. And I don't know, man, it's just hard. Um, this hasn't really been funny. It's been more of a depressing therapy session for me, but that's all right. I hopefully if you're going through something similar in your life, you know, you can uh, you can relate to that. It's hard because I don't have the fucking support of, you know, the the those closest to me those uh, the all the people who could be no closer to me are uh are not giving me any juice here <laughs> um oh this is a good segment you guys remember this one
Buddy, fucking Jeopardy recap. Guess who's back? Jimmy the Tooth. Fucking Jimmy Holtz. Jimmy all in. Fucking Jimmy Stacks Holtzhauer. James Holtzhauer is back. It's the tournament of champions coming up right now. I got my money on fucking Jimmy H, buddy. This guy uh, coming in 30 grand win. No fucking problem. Banging out the thousand dollar clues, and this is he's changed the meta of the of the game, man. Because there's Jeopardy, but then there's the meta game on top of that. And this guy has completely changed the meta game after 40 years. And and some players have adapted his strategy to go for the highest value clues first, and in, in the first Jeopardy round, and then hunt for the uh, for the uh, daily doubles in the double Jeopardy round, uh, acquiring all the high value numbers first and then going for the lower value categories man but all the fucking people are playing like that so everyone's biting jimmy h's these doesn't fucking matter because you gotta have the fucking know-how after you gotta have the fucking brain know if you're gonna be binging those thousand dollar questions with no idea as to what the category even means man you gotta know the answer so people start guessing, and that's when you're fucked, man. Jimmy H comes out of the fucking gate, ripping a thousand bucks, just showing all of that coke, those coke teeth, just ripping right out of the fucking gate. Uh, it was awesome to watch, man. So he made it through, obviously won single-handedly, uh, uh, runaway game. Uh, so Jimmy H is in the next round of the Tournament of Champions. I'm fucking stoked to see this guy back on TV. Um, and also very interesting to watch the girl who took him out last night. She was also in the tournament champion. She won three or four games after she took out Holtzauer. Also very impressive. So, uh, for anybody who was saying that she didn't deserve her victory to beat James Holtzauer, she fucking absolutely did. I can't remember her name, but she fucking, she deserved it. She is also a good Jeopardy player as well. And, uh, and just fucking, you could see it, man. In the, in the day she took Holtzauer out. She's like, fuck it. Because the, the Jeopardy people, they film like three, four episodes in a day. So all the other next contestants just get to fucking chill and watch the games going. So she was just watching Holtzauer just fucking just murk people. Just to fucking like gladiator, just murk people. Came in, threw it all against the wall, all in on her double Jeopardies fucking and earned that victory, man. And was playing the exact same way in the tournament of champions. I want to say her name's Heather or some shit like that. So fucking A. Um, buddy, Jeopardy is back. Uh, tournament of champions. I'm fucking stoked. Oh, I got a duster. I went to the fucking... You guys like that? I think I, mean, I like that mustache. Um, oh, you guys fucking hear that? Can you guys hear that? Time for big news with Drew. Okay, so here on the show today on Big News, we got a story coming out of America. Obviously, NRA Foundation auctions guns in school for money. And this just came out on November 4th. Uh, where the fuck was this? Obviously in Kentucky. Uh, the NRA Foundation for the past two years, they display actual guns like a silent auction like you would see <laughs> in Canada. You'd see pictures of like Connor McDavid or fucking Austin Matthews signed pictures, maybe a clipping of the net from the Stanley Cup last year <laughs> at the silent auction here in America. They got fucking AR-16s and fucking automatic rifles. But he's selling guns at a school is like selling shots at an AA meeting. <laughs> You're not fucking helping the problem whatsoever, dude. 
It's obscene that they have guns inside our gym, said Shannon Myers, whose 16-year-old son attends band practice next to the gym where the event was held. The more I looked into it, the more I realized they're having these events all over the place. Not just here in our little town, but in little towns all over the country. You're fucking right. It's in little towns all over the country because little fucking towns. I've been to every small town in fucking Canada, and they are all exactly the same. Small town fucking Nova Scotia to small town British Columbia. They are all the fucking same. If you come from a place with less than 20,000 people, you it's not, you just don't have the same exposure that people who live in major metropolitan areas with fucking transit systems have, man. They just don't they just don't I don't want to say it's not their fault because we have the internet and we live in a day and age where you can educate yourself and you uh, you honestly have the responsibility to educate yourself. But still, man, these fucking people they don't know. They think like they <laughs> they believe that they need guns in case the government is gonna fucking come or 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 just this fucking corrupted understanding of the constitution of America or just because they just the fucking like guns. And I agree, like I don't like guns, but I think if you like guns, you should be able to have a gun. I don't think you should be able to fucking shoot it in your house. I think that the fucking you should have your gun and that you should only be able to get bullets from a fucking place where you go to shoot your gun. Or if you're going to go hunt, then you have to fucking buy those bullets and like have them. Look at this little tuft I got coming out of the top here. I'm going to keep that. Uh, you know, you should buy your, be able to buy your hunting bullets and go hunting and stuff like that. But fucking, you shouldn't just have, be able to have just a loaded handgun just fucking laying around, man. That's not good for anybody. I don't think you should be able to keep, like, what about personal protection? What about my family if an intruder's coming in? I have personal protection. That sort of stuff is, like, so few and far between that it's, like, that you're talking about, like, you, your house specifically being targeted by a man with a gun at, uh, you know, sometime in the night, uh, you know, the likelihood of that, you know, that you need your fucking, it's all just such a wild unprobability, um... But yeah, man, I just wanted to say selling guns at a school is like selling shots at an AA meeting. <laughs> That's really... Uh, yeah. How I do is I just look at the headlines, I just scroll the headlines, and then I just wait until I come up with a joke off the headline. Like sometimes it takes me like 10 minutes just looking at headlines, just scrolling until it's like, okay, that's a joke. <laughs> and then we'll just fucking improv it from there. So I don't know. Thanks a lot for listening. If you are feeling lost or depressed in your career, you're not alone. I'm with you. Life is hard, man. I don't know uh, what I'm going to do. I'm scared, <laughs> too. <laughs> but it'll be okay, man. Follow your heart. You know, follow your dreams. Follow your passions. Work hard every day. And, you know, even in the darkest, it's like Harry Potter 7 when it's just him and Hermione out there and they haven't found a Horcrux for months and they're starting to think that it's fucking all is lost. And then Ron Weasley comes back. And, you know, some eventually, sometimes you just got to be lost. And sometimes it's longer for than you want it to be. But I have to hold out faith that uh, things will work out. Um, because if they don't, I'm fucked. <laughs> okay, bye.